You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Empire is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Since 1952, Interstate Batteries has been evoking compassion and a trustworthy spirit into the surrounding communities. Interstate Batteries is a mission-driven company fueled by purpose and guided by their values. If you need help locating a specific battery, stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and speak with a battery specialist. They even offer cell phone repairs. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Low Ballers podcast. I'm your host, Logan Medish of High Caliber History. Joined around the table, Alan from Gunbroker, Brad from Go Wild, and our guest today, John Radswell, the editor-in-chief of Hook and Barrel magazine. John, thanks for being here on the show with us. Thanks for having me, guys. So right off the bat, I'm going to piss you off. John, print is dead. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing with a magazine, John? Print is dead. <laughs> It's about as uh, dead as this uh, show is alive, man. It's, it's uh, <laughs> man, it's it's been a blessing. It's uh, you know, it's just how you do it. They other people might just be doing it wrong. Uh, I well, guess. I was say right. it, it's not how everybody does it. But I'm, I'm a journalism major, and uh, I had to switch careers because it you know it wasn't going so great. Uh, right, same here. Degree yeah. in journalism, newspaper guy, ran for the hills. Yeah, what's your sauce, man? You got something special going on over there. Well, it's the distribution model for one. Um, we don't play the the newsstand game. I mm-hmm. I opted out of that. I'm like when when I first created the concept, I'm like well, how. How, how does this distribution thing work? And they said, well, you print a whole bunch, and then you buy a lot back. I'm like, like well, that's like, pretty that crazy. Terrible. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible deal. <laughs> I, I'm going to opt out of this immediately. Um, and then truly, it's just the, the content we're presenting, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a refreshing take on our space. Yes. Um, the celebrity factor helps out yeah. hugely. Um, and it's, I don't know, we, we internally we joke it's a redneck GQ, and I think that's what our industry is missing. Like Nobody needed one more door kicker magazine no. or another de- dead deer on the cover magazine. I, I, I've never seen the phrase combat accurate 25 yards off sandbags appear in here, and God bless you. <laughs> I, don't, I do not need another one of those. <laughs> well, you know, you're kind enough to send us one to the office every month, and every, every month there's a, a comment on, you know, somebody's like, Dude, you see, you know, so and so, a lot of country music celebrities. We all like country music. It's it is fun to see uh, what you guys are doing, but you, you don't see it anywhere else. Nobody's no. really nope. doing that perspective. Nope. Yeah, and thank God. Yeah, <laughs> for all the country folks that you have in there, I mean, you spend a lot of time in Nashville, and I got bone pick with you. I'm just down the road. You never come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> you got free place to stay. Oh, come well, stay with me. <laughs> He looks like he could be a, a, a like a front man for a band, doesn't he? Uh, maybe like a Metallica cover band yeah. or something. <laughs> See, uh, I was thinking banjo. Well, uh, we, we, I did have a guy in the comments on one of our TikTok shorts telling me he was like, "I thought Dave Mustaine was dead." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "No, Dave Mustaine's not dead." Oh, oh, oh. then I had another one who was comparing me to Dimebag Daryl. I'm like, "Well, Dimebag Daryl is dead." That's but, pretty you know. cool, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I yeah, that. you know. So, so Hook and Barrel, I mean, you guys have, have come out swinging because yeah. the magazine is really, in the grand scheme of things, is not that old. And you guys no. weathered the pandemic so incredibly well, whereas we have watched so many print magazines mm. fold, you know, in, in just since 2020. Um, so so how, how old is Hook and Barrel? Six years. Six years. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, and you know that the pandemic too, like and you, you bring up a really good point, right? So many people lost so much and we have to be very, very cognizant of that and, and conscious of, of the, the hardships a lot of people went through, Logan. Um, for us, you know, we, we were scared too. We're like, what are we going to do? We got, we got this huge print run coming and the world's shutting down. Well, one of our main points of distribution is Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and they were deemed essential stores. Mm. And then everybody started fishing and everybody started getting outdoors. And everybody started right. hunting. And these magazines just kept rolling. Right. And I'm like, holy crap. I mean, we, we may have just struck gold here somehow. Yeah. And uh, so the pandemic did a lot, a, a way more bad than it did good. But in our case, it really helped us out. And it also helped out our industry. Yeah. yeah. Hunting and fishing is the ultimate uh, social distancing, right? Yeah, it, it is, man. <laughs> and, I, and I think the other thing, too, is like it, one of the things we learned through the pandemic, like if you, if you were out of shape, and, you know, that was one of the leading causes to death in COVID was obesity. And I can think that comes back to our company, right? Like we, re- we run a very lean company and we are not a fat company. So we're able to pivot very quickly. Um, we're able to make decisions. We have budgets. We have rainy day funds and all of that. So we run a very responsible, lean business. So not only did the pandemic help us, you know, grow because of the exponential growth in the outdoors uh, sports, but also when other people were folding during these times because they were having trouble paying the bills, we, we saved for this. We, we're, right. we're just running a very fiscally responsible mm-hmm. company. Well, I think and your content was perfectly positioned for, for the pandemic boom as well because, you know, one of the things we've struggled with on the advertising side is getting people a little bit over the intimidation factor. You know, if it's on the firearm side, you hate going into the gun shop because, you know, they're, sometimes they're really not nice to you if you don't know what you're doing. And the, the fishing side is so gear-driven that, you know, I mean, I, I joke that half the, you know, the, the, the lure name is like, okay, is that a cover band or a fishing lure i don't know the names are, are out there but your content is is very focused on that kind of main mainstream user you take a lot of that intimidation factor out of it you make the sports look fun first of all but you also make it part of the lifestyle and not you know you've got to be this you know hardcore hook wearing um you know angler going out to the extreme stuff it, it can be just part of your fun lifestyle so i think your content mix is unusual but it's what we've all been trying to do for a decade plus and you've successfully done it well i I think it's it it, it's because it's kind of me right like i'm not a door kicker i am not a gun nerd i am not an expert in anything why do we have him on again (laughs) (laughs) because he's just like us he's not an expert in anything (laughs) (laughs) but i I wanted to gear content towards myself because i realized there are way more of me than there are of the very very experts in a niche kind of person Mm -hmm. and that's what i wanted to do with the content around it like how do i entertain us Mm -hmm. not not like that very small group of people and not to mention, how do I attract more people to the sport by giving it a, and I'm not like saying soft in like kind of a snowflake way, but I'm saying soft, like in a softer manner, how do we approach this, right? Like if, you know, I've said it a million times this week here at shot, but it, in my opinion, it's damn true. And I think most people would agree that our hunting and our shooting rights are preserved in the margins of elections, right? Mm-hmm. And so elections are won by percentages, very small percentages. And they're never won by the fringes. They're won by that group in the middle. Right. That. As an industry, we tend to, well, I don't know if we overlook them. We just don't know how to communicate to them very well. Right. And you do. And, and, that's, and that's really like the, the big picture. That, that's, the, that's the heart behind what I'm doing it, is how do I, it, a huge win for me is if I could get somebody from the opposite side of the aisle to come over. Mm-hmm. And those people in the middle that don't know which way to go. And so for me, if I get those guys to come over, the big picture is I preserve our gun rights for, you know, myself, mm-hmm. but also my kid, right? Because if we could get even one and a half percent to come to the way that we think, We've just won for generations. Okay, we we, we can change yeah. literally our world right. from outdoor rights. But but if you look at it, if you look at you know, I'm not dogging on my competition. Everyone has their own place in the market. 
But if, if you are trying to attract people to the space and preserve gun rights, do you think that having a, a guy in the front all tacticaled out is going to be that is that's not going to talk to the middle no. um, having a dead deer that might be bloody. I, I, tr I do a lot to, to minimize trophy pictures. And if we do have them, we try to get Photoshop off some of that blood because as outdoorsmen, we know what's going to go on. But I don't want to ever give the antis the ammunition they mm -hmm. need to fight us because I never want to confirm their stereotypes. They're, they're ignorant stereotypes of outdoorsmen. If I could say, hey, look, this is I mean, you guys are all about organic free range. You know, this whole foods lifestyle y'all live, this is just what we do. But we actually do it even better. We do it in the outdoors. We get out with family. We, you know, good old vitamin D from, from the sun. In, and rather than trying to polarize or make it an extreme thing where they're going to go, ah, you see, they're a bunch of blood hate or bloodthirsty, you know, gun toting idiots, you know, like, I, why, why give them the ammunition? You could just do it in a better light. Yep. And, and if we bring them over, dude, we got, we've got this for. 20, 30, 40 more years, we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. I'm curious, John. You um, go a little more fun here. I, that, yeah. I, I totally agree with everything you said, but I'm going to go lighthearted on this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you, 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 I, every, every week or every time I open it up, it's like there's some huge name. You've seen a, a lot of these guys coming through. You're doing photo shoots with them. You guys are interviewing them. What are some of the more fun ones that come to mind when you look oh, back at six years of, of cover stories and big names? Like you're, you're meeting some of these people are people's you know heroes that you get to talk to and interact with. Tell us some background stories, some behind the scenes stuff. Oh man, man that, there are so many good ones. But I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll start off with one that stands out because a lot of times people see celebrities and they and sometimes and I've never encountered through hook and barrel, but there are I've encountered in, in my past careers one or two celebrities that are very much about themselves. Um, but here's a great example of a guy that just stands out, though. He was on the cover of our July-August issue, I believe, of 2020. It was Brett Michaels, lead singer of Poison, right? And if you all remember the, uh, the, the snowmageddon that happened in Texas where everything froze over, mm -hmm. so we, we live in Texas, and my phone rings, and it's, and it's Brett Michaels. He's like, hey, man, you know, I, it's frozen over in Texas, it's dang he's like it's, it's warm out here in arizona where he where he lived he's like if you guys get out here you can stay at my house until you're until you guys get power back and i wow. hadn't talked to brett in like a year yeah he probably he probably was watching the news and went who do i know that lives in texas i could just offer to come to my house to hang out in the desert and that that was a really cool story um man i gosh let's see you know some some of the like our november december cover joey jones you know fox and friends host i mean Dude, what a stand-up guy. I mean, just, he is he is awesome. You know, those guys on the cover of our current cover, January, February, the Buckmen. You know, you got Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Willie Robertson, Ryan Busbis, Adam LaRoche. Uber Tom, celebrities. Yeah, oh, yeah, Tombo and Ryan. And, and, you know, it just, man, they, um, they're they all good dudes. And I was like, I wonder if I could actually hang out at deer camp with these guys. Yeah. You know, when when the cameras are off and the publicists are away, they are just, just good dudes they're like the bros you'd hang out at camp with and just cut up they're, what you see on tv is exactly what you get they don't strike me as the type that would insist on green m&ms only in their in their no. And stuff. Yeah. no no a matter of fact we were just with them at the ata show it was so funny jason and luke flew in on luke's jet uh into st louis from duck camp and uh they landed they did they did the event with barnett and buck ops and, and they did the signing and they signed all the copies of our of our cover and uh Upon takeoff, leaving back to go to duck camp, right? <laughs> the, the the plane, I guess, iced up, and they had to make a U-turn, and they, they landed that thing. Like Five minutes after takeoff, all the computers went out. Oh, went out man. Something. Like, it, they landed back, and I guess at the executive airport, they had a they had a rental car place. They jumped in a car and then drove to well, 
to Duck Camp. The, the Ducks ain't gonna win. Oh man. yeah, and they they stopped at they think they stopped at a, a Dairy Queen actually, and they they and Luke Luke was going Instagram live, and. Jason was ordering a double cheeseburger with extra pickles, <laughs> and Luke's laughing. And I'm like, can you imagine being that window attendant when yeah. Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean show up in a rental car? Yeah. I mean, what are the chances yeah. of that? You and know, that's, like, but that's how those guys are. Are you Dave Mustaine? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, another great one, I mean, a lot of your listeners are probably speaking of the rock and roll world, too. I mean, Ted Nugent used to write uh, a Dear Abby column for us, mm-hmm. and I loved Ted. And you know what? Every now and then he would disagree with something we would do or, or an email that I would send out. I'm like, who's this moron that wrote this? And I'd be like, Ted, that was me. And, and I'm, <laughs> Man, the pucker factor. I'm like, I'm about to get into a debate with one of the world's greatest debaters. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it, you know, it's really cool. Is when, when the, also, when the cameras come off, I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're are, there's a level of um, – you know what the media does. It just, it just oh, sure. like, magnifies the drama. Dude, Ted – first off, Ted is exceedingly smart. But, you know, what's great is – he, he could prove his point, but he could also listen. And I think a lot of times the media portrays him where he just keeps on his points. Mm-hmm. But, no, Ted actually listens. And there are times that he actually came around to, like, you know what, you're right, John. I didn't think about it that way. I'm like, you know what, you're not as scary as, uh, <laughs> scary as you looked after you killed some of those other guys in those, in those debates. Yeah, so. I've, heard him, I've heard him on some long-form podcasts, and I wasn't – I mean, I, obviously I know who he is, but I had, like, deep uh, dive so like Logan go has. Lo- him, so. Logan's – Yeah, Logan's, I, w- I was at his place back in October. Yeah. So. Yeah, Logan knows him well, but I, I to me he's just a celebrity. But and and when you listen to him in long form, you know I saw him, I think it was Rogan, and yeah. I was I was surprised at his demeanor. You yeah. know, it's it's totally different than what I thought because I probably picked up a lot of it through mainstream media. Well, when know? he tears into Piers Morgan the way that he does, yeah. and then a lot of the YouTube videos, and then you actually sit down and have and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to have a debate with this yeah. guy. Yeah, well, and you know me. too, like <laughs> a lot of those those short sound bites, everything's so amplified, right? Oh, it's exactly. like, it's yeah. so projected and amplified, and that's. That's your counter. You know, you guys yeah. are – it's like the, the reality of it all and, like, bringing these celebrities and making it feel, um, you know, like you said, it's like every every day. I think that is, that is a great path to get more people excited about. It's like, man, that's really cool. I like that celebrity, and he's doing this. I should give that a try. Yeah. What I like about the celebrities you work with is, yes, it, it gives certainly the mainstream audience a better feeling to connect with them. It's also telling that community, though, of the celebrity that it's okay to be a hunter oh, or a man, fisher man, that's a great a point. Yeah. Because I know – a ton of Hollywood folks that love to shoot, love to hunt, but can't talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Their publicists will freak out about Get it. Blacklisted. Yes. There, there is a, a very well-known athlete who could probably be the greatest trap shooter of all time because of his hand-eye coordination, and he loves to trap shoot. Uh, might play a little golf on the side. You know, his, his son might be getting to be into, into golf now without naming names, but um, his, the publicists and the sponsors refuse to ever let him talk about it. Right. But he spends almost as much time on his, his trap range in the backyard as he does on the driving range. So by normalizing this for them, it's hopefully going to get more of them to come out because as they come out, then mainstream normalizes it. Right, exactly. And you don't normalize through polarization. Right. And, uh, and that's something that we really strive to do. And, you know, here's a great example. We just ran a story online. We're hoping to do more with him in the future. And, you know, keep your eyes out there. There may be some future work with him. But Rob Snyder. I mean, mm. Rob, okay. Rob, yeah. Rob had a break-in mm-hmm. in his house and was in the airport and met the owners of Nemo, Nemo Arms, and uh, he was telling them the story and, like, well, come, come out to the factory, build a gun. He went out there, and we, we ran a whole thing about Rob building a gun online, and we're going to do some more with him. But, um, I mean, there's a prime example of a, a very, very, um, you know, well-known Hollywood celebrity 
getting into it. But again, it's how do you present it? Is it Rob with that gun jammed down the the camera's lens, right. or is it is it Rob like, hey, I had a break in, and you know what, this is going to help me not have my stuff stolen and my yeah. you know my family threatened. It's just the way you present stuff, man. Just everything in life, yep. just a seventy two degree approach to things is just you know it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Just just be just be chill. <laughs> just calm down. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what a lot of this industry misses, and that's part of our yes. success. We just kind of handle it with like, a, look, we know where our values are, we know where we're going, but I don't need to scream it. You know, we I, I come from the advertising side background, and we at one point we took about three or four months worth of hunting publications, and we tore out every ad that had a person in it, put them up on the wall, probably 50, 60 print ads. There was not one smile, not one person having fun, not one person in a normal situation. It was all mud and rain and snow and grimacing and climbing the mountain, and how does that attract people? Who who wants to do that? You know, we're, we're everything in here. It's it looks fun and enjoyable, and like you said, relaxing and just a good way to spend your time. So I yeah. I think this is the smart approach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you talking smiles? There's eight guys on this cover. Seven out of the eight are smiling, and I I don't know. It might just be that Ryan that that is his smile. Rochi. Yeah, I've seen him smile, but he he's he's a pretty serious he safeguards guy. Safeguards it. Yeah. yeah. So, so. It, it is. It's you guys bring a fun aspect to it, but at the same time, you know, the magazine is called Hook and Barrel. So there's you know. We got to talk guns and gear, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's you know, it's gun broker on here and go wild. And so, what's what's some of the cool, you know, new guns that you know you have gotten to handle and shoot and take on hunts and stuff? You know, what's what's got you excited Man. in this space? Well, let's talk. Let's talk shot show. I've seen some really great stuff. Um, uh, one of our one of our partners, um, Christian Snarms, mm-hmm. just came out with a sub one thousand dollar bolt action. Think about that, a mm. Christensen for yeah. less than a grand. That's pretty pretty mm-hmm. freaking cool. Um, then also they came out with their modern carbon rifle, uh, follow-up from the mo- modern hunting rifle, which pretty much looks like a Ferrari because it's made out of complete carbon fiber. Um, it, now, that, that is a more expensive one, but still for a rifle that's the, of that caliber of – not caliber of ammunition, but caliber, caliber of quality. Of quali- <laughs> caliber of quality. you got to watch the company we're talking about here. Um, I think that thing prices out at 2400 bucks, but you okay. would think picking that up, and feeling it and looking at it, you would think that would at least be a five to six thousand uh, dollar gun. Yeah, lightweight's not cheap. It seems seems counterproductive. Right, lightweight right. is yeah. not cheap. Yeah, no, not cheap at all. Um, you know, th- those were some of the highlights. I really, I was excited by that. Um, I feel like I've gone through so many uh, appointments uh, here. You know, one of the trends I've seen here that I'm really excited about. We're about to launch a uh, a, a video series called Lights Out. Uh, and it's it's a nighttime hunting thing, and I think everybody uses. Uh, you, for the most part, you're seeing you know AR platform kind of things. Yeah. Um, but in, in our show, we're going to run um, lever actions, and I you know, oh, and cool. I think inside of this bubble, we've seen lever actions popping up more and more over the last several years. But to the I outs mean, to the outside, I don't know if it's necessarily as apparent because uh, you know obviously the consumer lags a little bit behind the industry because the industry still hasn't pushed out sure. what they're pushing yeah we definitely saw that at, when we were at shot show this year there were lever it seemed to be the year of the lever gun the year of the lever gun a- absolutely and there's some really awesome ones. i mean it's like arrow precision put out an awesome one stag arms put out an awesome one bond arms smith and wesson yeah and then we got new ones from the regular players like henry yeah and well and ruger is going to be our sponsor for lights out with the, with our dark series very um, cool so that that's really cool you know, and I just you know in the AR world that not a whole lot has changed, at least that I've seen. But I was over by Stag Arms booth. Um, They're doing some really cool stuff with like leather accents on the uh, on the um, on the grips and on the on the stocks, which is really cool. Adding like this like leather kind of corseted thing, 
I mean, just adding a little bit of luxury and touch to it that you normally don't feel on more of a tactical platform. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of great stuff, man. I'm, I'm I stoked. love lever guns. Alan and I, we were talking. <laughs> of course you do. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking lever Shocker. guns. And, and Yeah, and Alan's like, well, I've, I've got two. I was like, I literally don't know how many I own. I was like, without going and looking in the safe, I could not give you a number on well, how many I own. So, so lights out. You know, you need another lever actuator over there. You call me up, John. I'll be on a plane. There you go. <laughs> well, as you and I have also talked about, it, that it's interesting because, you know, we have the, the big AR boom of bubble, and that's cooling down. Well, back in its day, the lever gun was the AR of its era. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of a little full circle. Well, it's kind of like driving a standard, you know. Yeah. Like, we, we forgot how it is because everyone's so used to semi-automatic now. It's like mm-hmm. driving an automatic car. I mean, probably 99% of the population has no idea how to use a clutch. So. Oh, a clutch is an anti-theft device. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, um, and speaking of shows, we've got one coming up called Safe Space. So do you guys remember uh, MTV Cribs? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, think about this. We're going to go crash to some of our celebrities' homes and go, hey, that's really cool. Your car collection's cool. Your your guitar collection's cool or whatever. But we want to see where the, the magic happens. We're going to go to the gun safe. We're going to crash. We're going to invade your safe space. That's so, cool So we're going to go through the celebrities' uh, celebrities gun safes and then present them with our uh, our presenting sponsors, Walter. So we're going to trick out Walter and present that over to them at the end. And we're going to get some range cool. time. But we're going to be able to see some of your favorite celebrities, like, coolest stuff they got hidden away in their safe. That's, That's cool. Really, That's awesome. Really cool. Well, if you do one with Ted Nugent, you'll notice that there's a Smith & Wesson Model 66 missing, and it's because I own it now. So. Oh, there you go. You bought one of Ted's guns? <laughs> And took it hunting last fall at his place. That's so. awesome. Good for you guys. <laughs> I mean, you got that's a piece of history right there. It is very cool. John, so. I, I got to ask a quick question. I know sure. We only got a couple minutes here yeah. left. But so. uh, you, you, you go to all these events. You, you know all the companies. And, you know, in the industry, uh, Alan especially can attest to this, like free stuff finds its way to you. And, and, and the, eventually, you know, it kind of wanes a little bit. And you come back to what you truly love. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, what's the gun that you, if you're going out to hunt, what gun do you kind of come back to every time? Well, it depends on what, what I am hunting. Of course. But, so like, just, just, just generic it out. Like, let's say you're white. Well, pick whitetail hunting. Everybody loves whitetail hunting. So, like, if you're going whitetail hunting, what are you going for? Man, I, I usually just run something very simple. Usually get 308 lever action. Mm-hmm. Or not lever action. Gosh, bolt action. Yeah. And, um, you know, it. I have so many different variants of, of that. It just depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, my, my daily carry is a P365, a, a SIG. Um, I, you know, I people always ask. They always think, oh, you've got so many different guns. And I've had this conversation with uh, with Ted Nugent, though, before. Was, Beware of the man with one gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, That's right. Uh, so I don't need the fanciest guns. So, yeah, I'm blessed to be in this industry, and I've, I've, I've gathered – a, a nicer collection uh, than a lot of people, and I, I view that as a blessing. I try to stay humble about it. But, it, man, if I'm grabbing a gun, it's going to be every day I carry my 365. Uh, next to my bed, I've got a, a SIG uh, M400 thread, you know, 556. Um, and then, you know, it's th- a bolt action if I'm hunting hunting deer. I mean, I'm, I don't really get too fancy. No, I, I, I If it works, it, it, go, it goes bang. Just keep it simple. And that's not that's – right. it's kind of a common thing we hear in the industry. You know, we get in – you know, all the crazy new exotic stuff. We yeah. try it, we shoot it, we love it. But, you know, it's like that we wear a bunch of fancy shoes at events. But, man, when you get home, you put on that same old pair of beat-up old home-cooked meals. Yep. You know? yeah. that, that, that thread that I use, man, it, er, it, it literally has been dragged through mud. It has been dropped off of quads. It gets thrown in the back of the truck. It is beat to hell and back. And I think it's like a five ninety nine yeah. gun. But that's the kind of gun that... I could pick up, and I know that I'm deadly accurate with, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to send, you know, on pigs. It'll be headshots all day on the pigs. It'll, you know, 
it, it's just a gun that I could rely on. It's kind of like my blankie, right? I, yeah. It's been it's torn <laughs> up, it's beat up, it's been dragged through the mud, but it's, Love it, it. It, it is is definitely my safety blanket. Well, but uh, you're the first person to come on No Low Ballers and refer to your gun as your blankie. There, yes, yep. yeah, I just cuddle with it. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, one one quick thing about free things, right? So uh, GunBroker.com. If you spend more than a hundred bucks, you get a free subscription, digital Absolutely. subscription to Hook and Barrel, uh, the digital magazine. So That's a good call out. So if your customers are going to be on there, make sure every, at three days after your purchase, there'll be a link that comes to your email. Click on it, put in your you know put in your name, your location, uh, your email address, and how you outdoors. Do you hunt, fish, shoot, or all of the above? And then you'll get a free copy of Hook and Barrel digital, not not print. The, Once again. To tell the spouse, the more you spend, the more you save. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's an investment. Yeah. That's it's right. a two for one. It's a BOGO event. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You got, <laughs> a, you got a BOGO or you're going to FOMO. You just that's right. Yeah. Well, that's listen, right. Yeah, you, I bought a gun, but I saved on the magazine. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, John, we appreciate you talking to us. And, and if, if ever there is proof positive that print is not dead, took and barrel. It's right here. So Thanks, guys. Yeah. So appreciate you. Yep. Thanks for joining us, John. Absolutely. Thanks. All right, well, that does it for another episode of the No Low Ballers podcast. Appreciate all of you for tuning in, whether you were watching the video version or listening to the audio version. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite platform. Uh, Leave us some thumbs up, some reviews, some comments. We appreciate it all. We do read and respond to comments. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed consuming this episode as much as we enjoyed making it uh, because I I know that it comes through in the episodes. You You guys can feel how much fun we're having making this so i hope you're enjoying just as much uh watching them as we have making them we will see you again on the next episode of the nolo ballers podcast <laughs>